Welcome to Main Menu for June 6th, 2009. I'm Jamie Pauls, and it's great to have you along for the ride. This week, we talk with Anna Dresner about her brand new book, Using the Accessible iPod, available from National Braille Press. We also talk with her about some recent changes with iTunes. Secondly, we'll take a look at the second part of our series, Using iTunes from the Keyboard. We'll look at Window Eyes using iTunes version 8.2. Lastly, we'll take a look at the main menu website, how to register, and what's up there. That's all coming up on this edition of Main Menu. Well, I'm visiting with Anna Dresner about her new book, The Accessible iPod, available from National Braille Press. So I'd like to welcome you to Main Menu again. It's been quite a while since you've been on. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, it has been a while. I think the uh, Google It book was the last time. Absolutely. I can remember listening to that with uh, Jeff and Daryl, as I believe, as they talked with you about that. So, Right. Very good. Um, well, Go ahead and tell us a little bit about the book, kind of expand on what it is. The name's pretty self-explanatory. It's called Using the Accessible iPod, and that's basically what it's about, the two talking iPods, which would be the fourth-generation iPod Nano that came out last September and the third-generation iPod Shuffle that came out in March. There's also a section on the second-generation iPod Shuffle because it is accessible. It doesn't talk, but it works fine, and it uh, is still being sold by Apple. So, and basically everything about it pretty much would apply to the first generation one if you happen to stumble on one because they're the same except for where the controls are. So um, pretty much all the iPods that you can use um, with, effectively with iTunes, um, how to use them, how to get iTunes ready to use them, um, and then how to put things like music and podcasts and all the rest of it on as well. Very good. I've had a chance to look at the book, and uh, I must say I'm really impressed with the way you've laid it out. It's very um, easy to digest the information. Can I go ahead and take us through the process of how you actually wrote this particular book? Well, um, Diane Croft, my boss, asked me to write it um, about, I guess, early December, and by then I'd already had an iPod Nano for a couple of months because I was very excited when they came out and got one pretty quickly, and um, so that was kind of good. I already had some background of just playing with it, which really helps because you can try to figure out the best way to tell people how to do stuff and that sort of thing. And so then I tried to go through it in a logical fashion of, well, what do you need? First, there's the stuff that you need to get started, and then there's how to set up iTunes, and then how to get music on your iPod, and then how to use the iPod. Um, so I tried to work through it in a very... Yeah, in, a, in an organized fashion and in, in, in kind of the steps that you would need to take so that hopefully you can follow along. And then if you already have one, hopefully you can find what you want because I put in lots of headings um, to make it easier. Um, if you're using the, the Braille copy, you have a table of contents where all of those headings are so that you can find the one you want. If you're using our new DAISY format, you can move by heading and find the stuff that way. Excellent. And you mentioned the DAISY format. Now, is that full text and um, uh, um, audio as well? 
Yes, it is. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It is synthesized speech. So uh, we didn't have somebody recording it, but um, I did go through and try to find mispronunciations and fix those. Hopefully it's pretty clear. Um, it's the Tom voice. I'm trying to think. Is that real speak, I believe? I get all those confused. If you want to know the truth, Neo <laughs> speech, maybe. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I, think, I think it's real speak. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good voice. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And, I mean, as a user, I have worked through the book. I, I actually chose the uh, downloadable Braille copy, and that instant access is really nice uh, when, you, when you want it. Uh, but it's really easy to, um, to work through the steps at your computer and just follow right along. So. Well, that's great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I, what I, when, I'm, when I'm writing those steps down, I'm doing them as I'm writing them. So um, that hopefully, you know, you get the same experience that I did as much as possible because, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to remember what I did because, you know, if you do that, then you leave stuff out. Exactly. Now, we've mentioned DAISY. I've mentioned the downloadable Braille files, BRF files. What other formats are the book available in? You can get a downloadable uh, text version, which has Word and ASCII files. That's you know, particularly good if you know of a parent or teacher who's trying to help somebody. Um, there's also um, hard copy Braille. And all of the downloadable formats you can get on disk as well. Very good. That's interesting. I hadn't really thought of that application until you just mentioned it um, of someone who is not blind, but who is maybe working with someone who is visually impaired, especially a child or someone who, uh, you know, you might help them get started. I, that's an excellent uh, application. So yeah, I think it's important to have those print formats because there are a lot of times, you know, teachers or paraprofessionals or people at rehab agencies, you know, what's a way to really get people interested? You know, something everybody wants to do or a lot of people want to do is, you know, play with these music programs and music players. So it's a good way to spark some interest. In. Right. So where can we obtain the book? Um, you can go to www.nbp.org, as in National Braille Press, or www.braille.com. And the easiest thing to do is to, uh, there's a search box on the page that you get to, and then to type in accessible iPod in the search box, and then on the next page you'll see it as the second result. Great. Very good. Now, in addition to the book, you also have a blog, correct? Yes, I do. Um, I started this a couple of years ago because pretty much everything I've been writing these last few years has almost all been technical stuff, and... At most of it, I mean, new things happen pretty regularly, which mean that you wish you're like, oh, if I'd only known that, I could have added this to the book. Um, and so it's called the NBP Updates blog, and it's at nbpupdates.wordpress.com. And speaking of changes, iTunes has not exactly been your friend this week, has it? No. Um, no, Monday night we got a new version. And um, it has a, several things which were rather problematic. One is that if you're a JAWS user, uh, suddenly you can't move up and down your list of tracks and find out which one you're focused on. Uh, the arrows still function. They focus on different tracks, but you can't tell which ones they are. Um, for some reason, it works okay for Windows users. Um, I tried it with System Access, and my, my, um, my experience was that it moved extremely slowly, too slowly to be useful, but then... I've heard on the portable players list somebody who's a system access user that said it was okay. So I'm not quite sure 
what to make of that, whether it's just why, you know, because on my system, it was definitely too slow to be useful. Yeah. Um, but it, it, with JAWS, it doesn't work at all. So if you use JAWS at the moment, uh, do not get the update because you, it's just really frustrating. Um, the other thing that they did was add some new features, some of which are really quite nice, um, like when you download podcasts now, there's a chime that plays when the podcasts are done downloading. Um, and when you connect your iPod, there's now new things that you can tab to, like information that tells you how much room is available in your iPod and uh, the serial number and the version number and all those kinds of things, um, which is great, although it does mean you have to press the tab key an awful lot um, to get to what you want. And it also means that those cute little step-by-steps that I put in the book are missing a few steps if you happen to have the new version of iTunes. Um, I am going to, I'll certainly put some stuff up on the blog, but the other thing that we're going to do in this case, because it's such a, you know, because there really is quite a lot to it, and part of this book's appeal, I hope, is to people who maybe aren't likely to go pop up on a blog and see what's new, um, National Braille Press is going to do, I'm in the process of writing a little booklet about the changes in the 8.2 update. Um, which, if you've already ordered the book, you'll get it. Um, you know, if you ordered it in hard copy Braille, you'll get it sent to you in Braille. If you ordered it on um, as a download, we'll put up an announcement, and basically you'll be able to just go back where you downloaded the original, and that extra file will be added. Um, hopefully within a couple weeks, I'm going to try to you know get this done as quickly as I can, um, and there will be no extra charge. And if you don't up, up, update iTunes, then you don't have to worry about it anyway. Um, but hopefully they'll be able to figure out these focus issues fairly quickly and once they do then um, you know you can update and when you know hopefully by the time you're ready to update then you'll have access to this as well. Excellent. That's a very impressive commitment on the part of National Braille Press as well as yourself to you know be able to do that for people who've just purchased and, and like you say those who are gonna purchase in the, in the future. Well, it's certainly, you know, we want we want to, you know, be giving everybody good information. And since the book, especially with it being so new, certainly, and the changes being big enough, I mean, you know, the good thing is that, you know, there's nothing in the book that's really that different in terms of, I mean, how iTunes functions is the same. Um, all the commands that I describe in the book, you know, when you connect your iPod and you start tabbing across. All the commands I describe are there, and they work the same way. It's just that they've added some stuff. Um, and so um, I think it's important for people to be able to buy the book and know that when they upgrade, they'll also have the information they need. And the nice thing, one good thing about iTunes is that you're not forced to update. I know I've used software in the past that actually forced you to switch to the newest version, and iTunes does not do that. And I understand there is, is it oldversion or oldversions.com? I need to probably do some checking that you can actually still download older versions of software, including iTunes. Uh, I believe it was oldapps.com slash slash iTunes dot PHP, I believe that's right, but I'm just doing it off the top of my head because I was writing that down yesterday in this booklet I'm writing. Sure. Um, but I think that's what it is. Okay. Well, that's easy enough to find, at least. That's that's great. Very good. Yeah, so if you did upgrade and, and you have JAWS and you're going, oh, no, what do I do? I can't move around <laughs> this list. You can um, 
you can do that. I don't quite know how it handles your library um, if you if you back up a version. Right. Um, but yeah, certainly if you haven't up upgraded at this point, there's no need to because iTunes. I mean, yeah, it'll let you know every once in a while that there's a new version out there, but it will not make you get it. Exactly. So if someone's listening and they're saying to themselves, well, I've never tried iTunes and why do I want to even bother? What are some of the benefits of using that particular piece of software? Well, when it's working, it's a really nice interface. Um, I think it's very logical the way um, you have this list of things, like with music and podcasts and audiobooks and all your playlists. And if you pick one of those things, then the, the contents of that show up in the list. Um, I think that's a really intuitive structure. Um, and there's an edit box where you can type in a search so that you can narrow your search down. Um, you know, it does a good job of creating playlists and uh, managing your music. It will rip CDs, so you have, it's kind of an all-in-one package. Um, and importing CDs is really quite simple, and you can get them in the format you want. You know, by default, it uses the AAC M4A format, you know, which a lot of players can handle, but if you happen to be using one that can't. You can always change to MP3. Um, you know, certainly the way it works with the iPod is real slick. Um, you can set it up. You can just copy your music manually to your iPod, but you can also set it up if you want so that either your whole library, if it fits, or selected playlists can get transferred automatically when you connect the iPod, which is pretty convenient. Um, you have a nice radio, um, no matter what your operating system, whether it's Vista or XP, or I assume on the Mac too, that you can adjust the volume independently of your screen reader. So you don't run into that problem. Um, so you know, when it's working, it's really kind of a neat piece of software. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it really is a, a pretty good all-in-one. I haven't really used it very much for streaming audio, like listening to um, ACB radio or something like that, but... Uh, I assume that it would work just fine for that. I haven't done too much of that either, but um, it's certainly, you know, certainly the radio stations and stuff, you know, work pretty well. You've got category and then you can pick, a, you know, a stream, a stream within that and press enter and it goes and gets it. You know, it's, it's really easy to use. Um, it works nicely with Audible. Um, you can download free software from Audible that will just, uh, you know, import whatever you download from Audible into iTunes. Um, and if you want, then you can sync your Audible stuff so that you could potentially buy a book from Audible, have it, and then when you download it, the next time you connect your iPod, you can set up so it would just automatically put that book on there. So, you know, it can be a, and, and, and it's a, it's a good podcast managing software. You can, uh, you can have it, you can configure each podcast if you want. So if you need to keep all the episodes of some audiobook podcast, you can, but you want to delete the rest of them, you can do that. Um, you can set it up so that as soon as you play a podcast, the next time you connect between your computer, the next time you connect your iPod to your computer, then that podcast disappears off the iPod automatically and stuff. So there's just a lot of sort of mundane file management kinds of stuff that it can take care of for you, which is nice. I mean, even if you're fully capable of understanding and doing all that stuff yourself, it's nice not to have to. Absolutely. And having just purchased an iPod Nano, that's a fun little piece of hardware, too. That's actually really fun to use. I, I really like the Nano a lot, and it's, it's so impressive how accessible it is. I mean, there's everything to do with music speaks just great. There's some other features that don't, but 
um, you know, whether you want to pick something. Oh, I shouldn't, the search isn't accessible, I guess, but the rest of it. If you want to, you know, pick an artist or pick an album or uh, shuffle things or repeat things or choose, choose different EQ settings or whatever, all of that is, is very easy to do and you get great feedback and it's small, not a lot of moving parts. It's, it's a lot of fun. You know, I thought that the uh, click wheel would be a little more difficult to get used to. I was actually pleasantly surprised with that. Yeah, I think it, it does take a little getting used to, but as long as you're, you know, but you can get the hang of it pretty quickly, I think, yeah. most people. Yeah. Well, I know there are, I mean, we've obviously talked about the fact that sometimes when you upgrade a piece of software that things get broken with your assistive technology, there are some areas of iTunes that probably really do need some work. Where are some areas that you can pinpoint at the moment? Well, obviously, this focus issue in, in the track lists is, is pretty critical um, to get resolved. Um, also, I haven't experimented too much yet with this version, but certainly with the last one, there was a real issue with information not getting refreshed very well so that you would end up, if you were moving up and down a list of, like in the, the iTunes browser, which... Um, shows you albums and artists and that sort of thing. You move up and down the list, you might hear part of the current one and part of an old one that used to be there and stuff because the MSAA information isn't being removed efficiently. Um, you know, that really needs to be, uh, to be fixed. And like I say, maybe it has been because at the moment with the, with the major focus issues, it's kind of hard to tell whether that's improved or not. Well, I can tell you that with Window Eyes, I was playing with it yesterday. In fact, uh, right after this interview, I'm going to do part two of my little iTunes from the keyboard piece, um, that there are still some, those refresh issues are still very much there, unfortunately. Yeah, okay. so. yeah I really wish they would deal with that because it's, it really is frustrating. Yeah, yeah. I suppose, I mean, we... It's funny because as the more the more we get in terms of technology and the more accessible things are, the more we want. And I suppose that's just the, the nature of the beast. But, uh. Yeah, I think to some extent, although something like the focus stuff. Now, granted, you know, Window Eyes is working with it. So it's obviously putting the information out in some format that can be picked up on. Right. Um, but I do, I certainly hope that, that um, JAWS and and JTunes um, can tap into that somehow um, soon so that we can solve those, those absolutely, issues. Absolutely, absolutely. I guess good, good dialogue between the developers and the screen, screen reader developers and script writers. It's quite a, my hat is off to everyone uh, involved, actually. Oh, yeah. Well, I know Brian Hartgen has already been in touch. Um, he's the, the writer of uh, JTunes, um, has been in touch with both Apple and Freedom Scientific. So I know, you know, he's certainly trying to get that dialogue going. I know the folks at GW Micro have worked very intensively with the folks at Apple. Um, certainly on the fall release that they did when they put out the Nano, they also really improved the accessibility, especially of the iTunes Store, which except for the inability to handle combo boxes, um, other than that, it seems to work really, really well, which is really great. Right, right. And, of course, the JTunes scripts can be found at tnt-consultancy. That's T-A-N-D-T-consultancy.com. And they are, if you're a JAWS user at all, um, they're a little bit expensive, especially in the United States, but um, they're actually worth the money, I think, for a, a serious iTunes user. 
I agree. You, there are features um, like that iTunes browser I was mentioning a minute ago that you, you really can't access without them. Um, and there are also um, those things where you get a lot better information about where you are and what's happening. Um, it's not that you can't use it without, because you certainly can, um, but it does enhance the experience quite a bit. Well, talk to us about some other books that you've written. I'm always kind of curious about, uh, you know, past work and that sort of thing. Well, um, let's see. There was the, the Google It book, which was a, um, a, a kind of a collaboration. Jonathan Mosen had done a Get Going with Google audio tutorial, and I went through that and sort of transcribed and expanded it, um, tried to updated it and that sort of thing. Um, and there was a blog on, which is how to read and write blogs. Um, I am, uh, there was uh, Braille.com and Beyond, which was an introduction to the web using the NDP site as a starting place, just a real basic one for beginners. Uh, a couple years ago, I got to take a slight departure and do a book of, um, or interpreting, or adapting, there's the word, adapting some magic tricks. That was pretty fun. No kidding. Well, I remember, was it the, uh, now I, help me with the title, the iPod Shuffle Experience or something? Right, the iPod Experience. Um, that was, was yeah, I was going to say, that was really cool because you kind of almost wrote that in a journal format, right? That was fun. I'd love to get a chance to do another book in that kind of a style because it, it was fun being a little more relaxed and kind of messing around with, I mean, you know, oh, this happened today. and <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it really, we were at that point kind of going, is this technology even usable? And so it seemed like it would be a lot more entertaining to do it that way. And then uh, there was a how-to section at the back. But it was, it was fun because it was learning about the shuffle and about iTunes and Anapod. And then podcasting sort of popped onto the scene in the middle of it. Oh, what's this podcasting thing? And all of that. It was, it was fun. And then you and I kind of uh, departed from iTunes for a while and went to Anapod Explorer, which actually worked pretty well. It did, although I was really annoyed when they came up with the second generation shuffle. I thought, this is the ultimate combination. And then it had this, had this weir these weird characteristics where if you connected a second gen shuffle, your, uh, your Audible book suddenly lost the ability to save your place. And your um, iTunes, well, I think none of the OCK format stuff would play anymore. Oh, my and goodness. Um, and and all of your stuff, you know, normally on a shuffle, when you put stuff in, it plays in the. Well, I'm talking about the first and second generation shuffles. When you put them in, it would only it would play in the order that you put it in. But with if you used Anapod, even once, even if you switched back to iTunes, it would play everything in alphabetical order until you restored your iPod. Wow. So <laughs> that was the point at which I stopped using Anapod, pretty much. <laughs> exactly. Mm. And they never fixed it, which I thought was weird, but. Um, but it really, you know, especially for the first-gen shuffle when we didn't have that other option, yeah. when iTunes was so bad, it really was, um, it really helped a lot. So how did you actually get into writing in, in the first place? Um, well, uh, I was a writing major in college, although it was, I was doing creative writing and that sort of thing. Uh, basically, at the time, I had no idea what I wanted to do, and so I figured, well, writing would be helpful in anything. Um, then I did a bunch of uh, rehab teaching. Uh, first in Kansas City, I taught uh, Braille and basic academics at a rehab center there. And then after I got married, we went to Boston, and I ended up working at the Carroll Center teaching computers. Um, 
and the National Braille Press hired me, and eventually I sort of put the, the writing and the teaching experience together. Um, it just kind of happened over the, over the course of years um, because I had done some writing and some editing and this and that, and it sort of eventually uh, worked out, especially with my moving around and doing different things, that, um, that writing computer tutorials was a good thing. And I think it, it's been really good because it's very hard for anybody to make a go of writing and selling tutorials on their own. I just, yeah. you know, because there's so much work that goes into them, there's no way you can charge enough to um, recoup the time that you put in. Um, so I've been very fortunate that National Braille Press has been willing to pay me for the hours that it takes to get the work done. Yeah, I mean, really, you know, I don't know that we give National Braille Press enough credit. I mean, they really do a lot of great work and keep the prices extremely affordable. Yeah, they um, they have to, of course, raise quite a lot of charitable money and, and whatnot um, to do that. I mean, they, some of it they, they get, uh, they do contract work, but, you know, the, the stuff that I write, I mean, there's no way they make in sales, you know, anything like what they spend on the amount of time that I have to spend, you know, to put into something like this. Because to write a really good tutorial, you know from, the, from experience, you know, it takes a lot of time. It does, yeah. So are you still in Hawaii then? Uh, no, last summer we moved to Pittsburgh, Kansas. Gosh, you are not very far from me at all. I'm in, in Chillicothe, Missouri. Oh, so wow. Not too far from Kansas City either. So, okay, well, that explains our uh, ability to uh, coordinate our times a little, little better here. Very good. Yeah, it does make it easier for an awful lot of things in terms of, of the, the time thing was, um, is, you know, in the summer, because Hawaii doesn't do uh, daylight savings, so in the summer it was six hours for the, to the East Coast, which can be really tedious to figure, thing, figure out a good time. Absolutely. Well, listen, it has been great to visit with you. Why don't we go ahead and recap how to get a hold of the book and the blog. All right, so for the book, you can go to www.nbp.org or www.braille.com. Um, there's a search box on that page. Just uh, type in accessible iPod, and uh, it'll be the second result on the next page. And you can pick any of those various formats. Portabook it means electronic Braille. Um, ASCII text includes the Braille and, I mean not Braille, it includes the text and word versions. Uh, Daisy, you get the full text and audio uh, Daisy book. Um, and again, all of those, well, the Braille is the only hard copy, but then the other ones you can get either as downloads or on disk uh, CD. And um, then the blog is at nbpupdates.wordpress.com. Okay. And if a person wants to send a blank message to portable player dash requests or is it request i always get that confused i think it's request i think it I... is too at freelists.org that is correct portable dash player uh, dash request at freelists.org with the word subscribe in the subject that is actually a great resource as well brian hartgen monitors that or moderates that list but you are on it quite extensively yeah i try to help people out and there's a lot of people who who are very knowledgeable who come on there and most of the time, the traffic is pretty reasonable. Occasionally, when a new something new happens, you might get a real spike. But for the most part, um, it's a reasonable amount. And 
Um, definitely good information and certainly a good place. Um, I would definitely recommend that anybody who's wondering when to uh, when it's safe to update iTunes um, should get on that list because it'll be discussed extensively, I'm sure. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to visit with us today. Well, thank you. This week, we're going to continue our discussion of iTunes. And if you will recall, when we last visited, I told you that we would take a look at the album that I had just purchased. We would find a couple ways to locate it. Then we would create a playlist. And then we would uh, look at how to import songs into the iTunes library. And that's exactly what we're going to do today. We are using Window Eyes for this demonstration, and I'm using iTunes version 8.2. If you're a Window Eyes or a System Access user, iTunes 8.2 is currently working just fine. If you are a JAWS user, even if you have the JTunes scripts installed, you do not want to update to iTunes 8.2 at the moment. You want to stay with 8.1 because JAWS is not working very well at all with 8.2. So I am sitting in the source list. I am going to first show you something that I had alluded to last time. Um, for a long time, it was not possible to use home and end to get to the top or bottom of a list of tracks or of your source list. But that has changed, and apparently it changed sometime in uh, releases of uh, iTunes 8.1. So if we search edit box tab over, name comes across time 409 artist Michael W. Smith helping while hits I can tell you that I'm not at the top of my library. If I do a home name comes across, I am now there, but Window Eyes is not reading properly. So if I do a down arrow, name add in a time for name above all time for and an up arrow, we will find that we are in fact at the top of our item list. Uh, you can take my word for it, and we'll also do the same thing. It'll take you to the bottom of your list. So let's go find that album. Let's do shift tab twice. Search at music one of six. Let's arrow down a bit. Movies. Two of six. TV shows. Three of six. Podcasts four unplayed. Four of six. I have been working with podcasts a little bit. I really like the podcast feature of iTunes. There's a lot that I need to learn about it, and I'm actually just beginning to use my iPod Nano, and I want to make sure that I have the podcast feature of iTunes configured the way I really want it before I sync my iPod again. So we won't mess with that right now, but probably at a future time. Audiobooks, 5 of 6. Radio, 6 of 6. iTunes Store, 1 of 2. We are waiting for the browser to open up because I want to show you something. Um, and perhaps it's not going to do it at this time. Um, sometimes Windowize will grab focus away. Uh, there it was and move you to the browser. But I've noticed that with 8.2, that does not seem to be happening. So I'm going to tentatively say that that's an improvement. Let's keep going down. Purchased. Two of two. 
and purchased us where we want to be. If I tab over, search, edit box, and again, name my beloved bonus track time for a 10 artist Chris Tomlin, list box, name my beloved bonus track time for a 10 artist Chris Tomlin, list box. Window Eyes does have a tendency to read things twice. That's something to be aware of. The purchased items show up in the order of the most recent download. So at the bottom of the list is the oldest thing that you've purchased, or even if you download an album, uh, the last track that was downloaded is going to show up at the top of the list. The oldest tracks purchased are going to show up at the bottom of the list. But that is definitely one way to find something that you have recently purchased. So let's shift tab twice. Search. Purchased. Two of two. Preview. Let's arrow down. Playlists. Expanded three of three depth one. Let's take a look at these playlists. iTunes DJ. One of ten depth two. 90s music. Two of ten. Music videos. Three of ten. My top rated. Four of ten. Recently added. Five of ten. Recently added. That's a playlist that uh, iTunes is kind enough to make for us. Search. Edit box. Name sing 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 time 350 artist Chris Tomlin album hello love genre Christian gospel rating zero stars play count last play date added 5 20 20 09 11 23 a.m. List box. And if we take a look at the status line. 34 13 songs 1 hour 122.3 mp. I'm not sure where 34 came from. There are 13 songs in this uh, album. Search. Edit box. Recently added. 5 of 10. All right. If we keep going down through our playlist. Recently played. 6 of 10. Top 25 most played. 7 of 10. Bart Miller timed again. 8 of 10. Bart Miller timed no. 1. 9 of 10. Hat Palmer Rhythms on Parade. 10 of 10. Now those are some playlists that I have made myself. Let's go back up to music. Music. 1 of 6. And we're going to create a new playlist. We're going to do this by pressing Control-N. Name playlist. Enter a name for the playlist. Untitled playlist. And we're going to call this Main Menu. Main Menu. 11 of 11. Preview. iTunes. And I'm immediately taken to the bottom of the source list. And I'm placed on my new playlist. But of course, there's nothing in it. So, let's go back up to music. Music, one of six. Let's tab over into our item list. Search. Name above all time for 15 artist Randy Travis album Worship Faith. List box. Let's make sure that that really is selected. Name above all time for 15 artist... And I did that by pressing up arrow. It's actually the the first thing in my um, item list under, under music. So... To add this song to the playlist, there's a couple ways we could do it. Um, As with anything in Windows, there's multiple ways of doing things. We could use Shift down arrow. But if we did that, that is going to select not only the song that we're on, but the one below it. And that's not what I want to do. So what I'm going to do is invoke the context menu with Shift F10. Context menu. We're going to arrow down. Get info G. Rating our pull-down. Show in Windows Explorer S. Convert it 3 tag Z dialog. Create I version V. 
Create Rington C dialog. Reset play counter. Reset skip counter. Check selection C. Now I got really excited when I found this check selection option because I thought, good, I can check many songs, then I can add them to a playlist. Well, I discovered that that, first of all, doesn't seem to work reliably for me. And secondly, once you've checked a selection, even if you close and restart iTunes, that stays checked. So to be perfectly honest with you, I'm a little bit stumped as to exactly what uh, this particular menu item is really doing for me. Uh, I will confess ignorance, and I will need to do some study and learn a little bit more about that. But that's okay, because there's actually another option. Add to playlist to pull down. And that's really what I want anyway. If I press enter on that... Purchase P. It, I have a list of all of my playlists. Bart Miller Tim to Gantry. Bart Miller Tim No. One three. Half Palmer Rhythms on Parade 8. Main Menu M. Or at least several of my um, playlists. Half, b- b- main Menu Half Palmer b- Bart Miller Purchase P. Main menu M. Some of the things like 90s and DJ are not listed there, but that's, you know, those are playlists that iTunes takes care of, I guess. Um, and by the way, that menu does wrap, so um, I can up arrow if I wanted to to main menu. Or I can just actually hit the letter M because main menu happens to be the only M playlist that I have. So I'm going to add this track. Menu closed. And I should be able to um, arrow down now. Name at a time 403 Name at a ration time 438 Artist and Mo Elpham don't let me miss the glory. Name at a ration time 438 Artist and Mo Elpham don't let me miss the glory. And I want to add this Gordon Moat track, so I'm going to do Shift F10. Context menu. A. Add to playlist to pull down. Enter. Purchase P. M. Menu closed. All right. Let's go down a few more. Name it. Name it. How time two fifty artist top recurrent pop with album marvelous mouth music. Name it. How. That is actually a CD created for speech therapists. I happen to be a, be a music therapist, and I have found some good stuff on that CD. Um, so we're going to add that to our playlist as well. Context menu. Add to playlist to pull down. Purchase P. Menu closed. And let's, um, that should be good enough. That, that'll work. Three is fine. So we will shift tab. Search. Edit box. Window client area. Music. One of six. Preview. In my case, because main menu is the bottom, at the bottom of my source list, I can just press the end key. Main menu. Eleven of eleven. If I tab over twice. Search. Ed- name above all time. 415 artist Randy Travis album worship faith. List box. If I down arrow, name above all time four fifteen artist Randy. I'm actually at the bottom of the playlist. Name above all time four fifteen. Name iteration time four thirty. Actually, I was not at the bottom of the playlist. I was at the top of the playlist. Uh, it just needed. I needed to let window eyes uh, regain focus. Name above all time four fifteen artist Randy. That's, that's the top. Name iteration time four thirty eight artist Gordon. Won't help him. Don't let me miss the that's glory. That's the middle song. Name iteration. Name a ha time two fifty artist top And that's the last song. Name a ha time. If I keep pressing down arrow, it just keeps repeating the the last song. So um, I want to 
Take the song by Randy Travis. Name above all time for 15 artist Randy Travis album Worship Faith. And I want to move it to the bottom of the playlist. And I think I can do this. I discovered something the other day that uh, caught several people on the portable player uh, list by surprise. Apparently for a long time it has not been possible to reorder playlists in iTunes using... um, selection keys and then cut and paste or cut and copy or copy and paste or however you want to say that but uh, I not really knowing that I shouldn't be able to do that did it and when I reported it on the list uh, I was met with some surprise because apparently that has been fixed at some point in time and no one really quite knows when it happened so that's a good thing um what happens if you use the shift and down arrow key? Well, what's going to happen is you're going to select the song you're on along with the song underneath it. Well, that's not such a good thing. That's not really what we want to do. I am sitting on... Name above all time for 15 artist Randy. Above all. And so therefore, that song is selected. I'm going to copy this song. Instead of cutting it, I'm going to copy it, and I'll show you why here in a second. So, Control-C. I'm going to press the End key to get to the bottom of my playlist. If I press Control-V... There are duplicates being added to the playlist. Would you like to add the duplicates or skip them? Skip S. Button. Default. Add. Button. Cancel C. Button. Add. A. Button. Okay. The default option is to add the track. So it's telling me that I'm getting ready to add something to the playlist that's already there. But do I want to go ahead and do it anyway? Well, yes, I do. iTunes. Name So. Let's see what has happened. We're going to go to the top of our playlist. Name above all time for 15 artist Randy Travis album Worship Faith. Name above. We're going to arrow down. Name adoration time for 38 artists. Let's arrow down. Name above all time for 15 artists. Randy. And that's kind of what I suspected was going to happen. If I arrow down again. Name time to The speech therapy song that I can't pronounce is still at the bottom of the list. Um, so I'm assuming that if I do Control X. Name above all time. Then. Name above all time. I can actually paste it in. Name above all time for fifth. And if I arrow up. Name time two. Keep going up. Name adoration time for thirty. And again. Name above all time for fifteen artist Randy Travis. In summary, then, you cannot put a track below the last track in your playlist, but you can place a track above the last track in your playlist. So you see that it takes a little bit of thought. You kind of have to work through the process just a little bit. Um, you know, as far as manipul- manipulating playlists is concerned, I'm not sure that iTunes is any more difficult than any number of other audio players we could think about and talk about. Um, it is definitely doable. Uh, adding playlists is pretty easy um, because you can make sure you know what track you're on. You can easily add it to the playlist that you really want it to be added to. 
Let's take a look at something else you can do in the way of playlists. Search. Edit box. Main menu. Going to go to the top of my source list. Music. 106. I'm going to tab over into the search edit box. Search. Edit box. And I'm going to do something that should be familiar to you. I'm going to type wow. And if I tab over. Name by his wounds time 325. Artist glory revealed album wow hits 2008. And I'm pretty sure that's not at the top of the list. Let's do a home, hit the home key. Name awakened time 350. Artist Natalie Grant. There we go. I wish that Window Eyes would read the index of items and tell you you're on two of whatever, but it does not do that. If I look at the status area, 17 songs, 1.1 hour. That's correct. I can I can select all of the songs in this item list here with Control A. Name walking her home time for. And in fact, that happened. I can select a. Or I can create a playlist from a selection. If I want to go into the file menu, file pull down, arrow down, new playlist and control N, arrow down again, new playlist from selection F control shift N, and press enter. Menu closed. Name playlist. Enter a name for the playlist. Wow hits 2008 bonus tracks disc one. Edit box. And the option that's given to me is the name of the album, which is quite convenient. I'm going to press enter on that iTunes. Wow hits 2008 bonus tracks disc 1. 12 of 12. I'm at the Preview. bottom of my list of playlists. Search. F- Name Awakened Time 350 Artist Natalie And all of those songs are in that playlist. So another very handy thing to do. Uh, I'm going to keep the Wow playlist. Search. Wow hits. Main menu. 11 of 12. But I'm going to delete main menu. Press the delete key iTunes, are you sure you want to delete the playlist main menu? Do not ask me again. Checkbox. Unchecked. Default. Delete D. And I kind of like that confirmation, actually, so I'm just going to leave that alone and press Enter. iTunes, Wow Hits 2008 Bonus Tracks Disc 1. 11 of 11. Nice. Okay. Adding tracks to your iTunes library is actually pretty easy. If we go back into the file menu, new playlist and control N. New playlist from selection F control shift and disabled. New playlist folder L. New smart playlist has control all and dialog. Edit smart playlist T disabled. Close window C control W. Add file to library a control O dialog. If you want to add a single file to your iTunes library, you do control O. And then you can choose from a uh, you know directory, uh, just a pretty standard uh, dialog box opens up um, and you can File name. make some selections. Look in. I, Amazon MP3, unselected, list view, one of 56, Amazon. Let's do that. Look in. I, Bart Millard, unselected, list view, one of six. Look in. I. Him. No. One. Unselected. Him. No. Look in. I. Zero. One. Just a closer walk with the dot mp3. Unselected. So, you get the idea. It's pretty, pretty easy to do. And I actually misspoke because I, I indicated that you could only do a single file. That's not true. If you are in that directory and you want to choose several songs, you can use shift down arrow. And, uh, and select several songs. 
But again, sometimes you might end up getting something you didn't really want. So it might actually be better to um, add one file at a time. Another option. New playlist. New, new, new. Close win. Add file to library. Add folder to library D dialog. Is to add folder to library. So if I press enter on that. Menu closed. Okay. Button. Dialog. Browse for folder. Add to library. Tap Pomerisms on parade. iTunes. John Barlow Jarvis. MP3. My Make new folder. Okay. Make. Add to library. Hint again. One of two. Preview. Step seven. And because we're in that uh, Amazon MP3 Bart Miller, Bart Millard, rather, directory, I could either add hymned again. Hymned no one. Two of two. Hymned number one. And I got there, by the way, by doing Shift-Tab. I did that rather quickly, and I apologize for that. But that's how I got there. It's, a, again, a standard um, dialog box that you can work with. iTunes. So it's really easy to add a group of files or an entire folder, an entire album, basically, of um, tracks to your iTunes library. I've gotten a little bit of feedback on this iTunes series, and I really appreciate that. I would like to know um, where you all would like to go from here. If you have some areas that you'd like to see covered, Drop me an email. A great way to get a hold of me is j-a-m-i-e-p-a-u-l-s at gmail.com. That's a nice, easy email address to remember, so that's one of the reasons why I have given that one to you. Let me know what you think, if there's something that's unclear. I don't want to drag this series out um, for an eternity, but I certainly am enjoying learning about iTunes and I'm enjoying sharing my knowledge with you. So you can feel free to let me know what, uh, what you want and what you'd like to cover. Until next time, happy listening. Before we go this week, I'd like to take a few minutes to talk to you about the Main Menu website. It's a great resource, and we're going to take a quick look at it. You can get to it, first of all, by going to http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org. I am at the website now, and I am going to create an account as though I'm a new user. But let's take a look at what the page looks like before we do that. Top ACB Radio logo, main menu navigation, link D, home link D, main menu live, link D, announcements, link D, submitting content. Visit link D, shows link D, staff, link D, contributors, link D, contact main menu. Link D login, Link D register logout, you are now logged out. The main menu site was created by visited Link Chain D for ACB Radio. All rights reserved. Bottom. All right, well, obviously I do have an account, um, but I have logged out, so we're going to create a new account. Visited Link, link D register. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to register. I'm going to press 1%. enter on that. 10 links, 3 headings. 11 links, 3 headings. ACB. We're going to jump to the first heading. Heading 1, main menu. And again. Heading 2. Navigation. And again. Heading 1. Register. So we're going to use the arrow keys now. Register. Use the following form to sign up for the main menu website. All fields are required. Username. Edit box. We're going to call me... Browse off. Username. Edit box. User 01. Password. Edit box. And I will create a password... 
Password again. Edit box. Email address. Edit box. I'll use a real email address. Display name. Edit box. Well, well, I'll just call myself user. How's that sound? Create user button. And let's do that. 100%. 11 links, 3 headings. ACP radio, local main menu, navigation, link D, home, link D, main menu, live, link D, announcements, link D, submitting content. Visited link D, shows, link D, staff, link D, contributors, link D, contact, main menu. Link D, login, visited link D, register, register, thank you. A confirmation has been sent to your email address. Please click the link in the email to confirm your account. The main menu site was created. Nice. So, uh, we're going to require a little bit of verification here. I now have the email address, or the email message, rather, in front of me. So let's take a look at that. Top hello, you or someone using your email address has signed up for the main menu website. To confirm your sign up and start using your account, please go to the following URL. Link http And we won't worry about that right now. Sincerely, main menu. Bottom. Okay, so link I'm going to click on the link. ACB radio logo main menu navigation link D home link D main menu. Let's see if we can jump to the heading here. Heading one, main menu. Heading two, navigation. Heading one, confirm account. Let's read that. Confirm account. Your account is now active. You may now use the website normally. The main menu site was created by. Very good. So how about if we log in? I'm going to bring up my list of links. Dialog eleven. And I'm going to press L. Login nine of eleven. Press enter. Confirm account main menu. 11 links, 3 headings. ACB. So now I can jump to the first and edit box. Edit box here. Make sure I'm username. Where I want to be. Edit box. Browser. So user. I'll type the username. Use password. And the password. Remember me. Check box. Check. Now it's going to offer to remember you. Say login for how long? One week. Combo box. Or. Two weeks. Or. A year. A year. One week. So, that's our choices. I don't want to actually remember this username. Login. Button. No. And. Button. No, I don't Login want main uh, menu Internet Explorer to remember that password. And we are there. So let's take a look at some things that we have on this site. Link D home. Link D main menu live. Certainly, if you want to find out about Main Menu Live, you can go there. Link the announcements. So certainly, if there are any announcements to be read, that would be where you would go to find them. Visit Link the announcements. Let's keep going down. Link the submitting content. If we check that link, or activate that link, rather, um, we will learn about how to submit content to Main Menu, and we may talk about that a little bit later as we go along, too. Let's keep going down the list. Visit Link the shows. Ah, now we get to the... Well, it's all good stuff, but uh, what I really want to show you... Fifth, 36 links, 3 heading. Um, heading level 1. Heading 1. And another main one. Menu. Heading 1. Main menu archives. If we... Let's arrow down here a little bit. Main menu archives. Link find old archives on the ACB radio site. Those go clear back to the very beginnings of ACB radio. Well, you will find show notes for the main menu programs. Search for a phrase in the descriptions by using the form below. Search. Edit box. So literally, if you want to know if there's a topic uh, that has been discussed, you can search here. Search the show database button. Heading 4. Shows. List 1 with 10 items. Link D20090530. We have a short technology roundup and then Aaron Edgar talks to us about. 
Visit Link Twitter from a blindness perspective. That was last week's show. If we arrow down again, visit Link Download. And again, or visit Link Stream. So from right here, you can read descriptions. You can download the archive as an MP3 file, or you can stream it on, at your computer. If we keep arrowing down from that stream link, Link D20090523. Jamie Pauls begins a series on using Link iTunes. So, as you can see, all of those um, all of those archives are there. All those shows are are there, either to be downloaded or to be streamed. Let's back up a page. Thirteen links, and let's keep going down. Visit Link D shows. Visit Link D segment ideas. Let's uh, click on this link. Four, thirty-six links, five headings. A couple heading level one commands. Heading one, main menu. Heading one, ideas, ideas. Let's uh, read this. Ideas, current ideas, D, a quick demonstration of the Linux distribution quiz, HTTP, www. So, it helps you, link request idea. D, Sarah, text keys for K12 program. Provides free access to the system access mobile. Software, link request idea. So these are all ideas that have been submitted, but that have not been taken by a main menu staff member. Ideas main you can actually in edit box. add an idea. Add idea button. Please note that upon the submission of your idea, it will not immediately be posted. It will need to be reviewed by the staff first. The main menu site was... So you can add an idea of something that you would like to see covered by the staff of main menu. And in fact, you can even request to cover an idea that will not show up immediately um, on the site as it would if a staff member did so but we will certainly take a look at it and consider allowing you to cover it for us. You can submit segments to us as well without first adding them to the database, but it's nice to be able to track them. And we are quickly running out of time for this demonstration. I will tell you that some other things you can do on the main menu site, you can view the list of main menu staff members. You can also view a list of contributors, people who have submitted content to main menu. That is updated by the site administrators, so uh, that is something that may not be updated immediately, but we will try our best to keep it updated. You can also fill out profile information, and in fact if you're going to submit an idea, it is strongly urged that you do so. You don't have to fill out every piece of information in the profile area, but you at least need to give us some information, your name and probably some contact information, that sort of thing. It's a great resource. We do have a podcast feed. However, at this time, the podcast feed is not generating show note descriptions. That's something we probably need to work on and revamp a little bit. So I would strongly suggest that you use the site that we've just demonstrated. You're certainly welcome to use the podcast feed. It will be updated with the actual shows, but you won't be able to read show notes. Hey, it's been a great time. I've enjoyed it. Thanks to Anna Dresner for spending time with us. Hope you've enjoyed the iTunes pieces. Let me know what you want. Send us an email message to mainmenu at acbradio.org. On behalf of Jeff Bishop and the entire Main Menu team, I'm Jimmy Pauls wishing you and yours a great week.